0: Joe, we finally got you on the podcast after a bit of time, so it's good to have you. Chris O'Connor's sitting in on it as well. and um, Hopefully, it's a good chat around mental health and, and what's being done in the area. Um, Joe, if you'd like to introduce yourself, introduce what you do, um, and also maybe how you got into this role and, and, and why you spiked your interest in this area as well.
1: Yeah, um, thanks for having me on. Um, so good to have I've, you on. I've got mm, a huge definitely. respect um, for what you're doing with Mentality. Um, so, yeah, I'm a clinical operations manager um, and also a registered mental health nurse. So, my responsibilities are the community mental health teams across the Leeds district. So, I've been a nurse now. I qualified back in 2007, I qualified and have gone fairly quickly into the management side of things. But I'm still, as I say, I'll still hold on to that. I'm a registered mental health nurse. Um, Yeah, why I'm really, really thankful for for being asked to to come along and be a part of this is is about making those links actually around the NHS and mental health nursing and mental health as as, um, careers and what we provide, what we offer, but also around men's mental health and a particular keen interest of mine and how we can link the two really. So that's what's really, really important.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you also play a bit of rugby as well, don't you? Yeah, a bit of amateur, but yeah. it's union, not league. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's, why, bit, that's why I've got a bit of a broken that's hand. That's why I've got a broken yeah.
1: hand. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit softer.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> we're, all right, we're all right with hands. It's just shoulders and knees and that for us. I think you get a bit messy in the rucks and yeah, that, don't Yeah, yeah, That's where it comes in.
1: Yeah, I'd like to say it was a, it was a dodgy tackle, but it
2: wasn't
0: <laughs> by my opposite <laughs> yeah. man, actually, as well. Yeah. Yeah.
2: As a writer, my hand is my injury-prone part yeah. as well. Yeah, so so have you like,
0: insured that? I don't know, you should probably look yeah, insured
2: aches, and yeah, so that's pretty tough. Off, but all athletes, so yeah. <laughs>
0: class, class. Um, so, what kind of work can you say that you've you've got going on at the minute? Then in Leeds, what what kind of exciting stuff have you got going? And yeah, so we've got um, as our community
1: services, we're currently going for a redesign, and it's a great opportunity for us to kind of look back on some of the things we need to change or some of the things we we've done really really well for many many years. Um, so, some of the real keen interests that I've got is how we're looking at the student population and how we really become a fabric to that community but communities across the city we cover some fantastic areas of Leeds all with different diversity or with different presentations needs yeah um so some of the work we are doing is how we align that mm. closer so as i say i'd really i'm really keen to have us as a part of when I think of the student population headingly with the universities yeah. those links so that's something is is really exciting actually and it's yeah. on the horizon that we're going to be we, doing
2: um it. And one of our uh, mentality retreats we yeah. had a, a few people from the University yeah. of Leeds actually and unfortunately um, someone they knew actually took his yeah. own life and right. they've, yeah. they've now set up a mentality society on campus mm. if I remember oh, rightly. Oh, yeah
0: it's um, they've really like really took it on and, and I guess the, the, one of their friends in the rugby team it was rugby league team had um actually taking their own life after a night out. And um, there's a select few of, of that team that have really been, ins- you know, or inspired or kind of took into their to, into their own hands to actually make a difference. Um, so there's a few lads that, that we got on the retreat. We did a mentality retreat in late January and they came along and really, really took a lot from it. Took mm. a lot from what understanding they got from it It took a lot of knowledge and, and kind of lessons, I guess that that they want to take back to university. So they set up a society, a mentality society in their, in their Leeds university. So I keep in touch with those boys and um, I'm having a meeting shortly, actually just to see, you know, progress and and what they're looking to do with it next. And, um, you know, I'm always stressing or always like kind of trying to, Enforce the idea that it's so important at that age for students, with everything they've got going on, all the all the stresses, the anxieties about you, uh, you know exams and and the degrees, and it's also a pivotal stage in their life. You know mm, they, yeah. they've, they've got direction, they need you know they need that direction, and wondering if they do what they're doing is right. Um, so there's been a lot of crossover really with Leeds University, what we've done there, um, a few workshops, and we've also done some at Lancaster University as well. So it's gone really well. Um, and I think what we want, what we want to do is, is
2: kind of further that and, and, and branch out into that, I imagine. Um, yeah, we talked a few times about, because we've both had our issues in the past and kind of have reacted to that, to kind of learn some tools to mm-hmm. kind of like help deal with that. But a lot of the stuff can be proactive. So we want to kind of promote that, that, you know, maybe you're not going for a bad time now, but it's good to have the tools in case you are. And if you are going for a bad time, these are the resources which can help you. Yeah. Um. And yeah, the work with the unis is quite important at the moment because you'll know better than me, Joe. But I think overall suicides are slightly down, but on campus, they're actually increasing at the moment. Yeah. So there is a, a problem on, on campus. So.
1: Yeah. And it's been in the press recently around the government's drive to look at the student population and do a lot more. And it, it based around um, the suicides. But it, you're absolutely right, Stevie. It's... Their population with the stresses, the strains, they could be away from home, yeah, um, struggling financially, all those sorts of things, all combine, and they can all have that pressure, and it's where that resilience re- is really, really needed, and or who or knowing who they can go to in a different city, and all of that, and it is, it's about linking that in, actually, just normalising it, yeah, really, yeah. really normalising it at camp, mm. and if the person that's living in your halls or residence, they're not, they may be gone a bit quiet or something like that, it's yeah. not just to leave them or. Or to say, oh, come on, let's have another drink or all yeah. those sorts of things. And actually yeah. it's about understanding and being there to listen to them um, and getting, giving them that opportunity. So it's, yeah, absolutely. It sounds amazing what you're doing with the university. Yeah. Do you
2: think there's a reason why it might be getting worse on campus specifically? If other areas seem to be improving, is there? It's a really, really good question.
1: Um, I, it could be for so many different reasons. Is it the stress and strains of life which continue mm. As, it's a pretty vague answer, but is it that? Are we getting making sure that we've got support plans in place? Are the universities, because they're getting bigger, because of the financial limits being taken off, are they main, are they being able to provide the support that they can? They yeah. can Have they got the infrastructures in place with that increasing number of students? And Yeah,
2: yeah is it, I mean, it's it's hard to gauge one thing, I guess, yeah. I to find out. But even in the time I've been in Leeds, I was a student uh, like 10 years ago, I think I first came to Leeds. And I did my undergrad and my MA here. And it was always an end in itself for me studying. I just enjoyed studying, but I feel like from people I know who are young and studying now, there's far more pressure on it having to get a job at the end of it or yeah. being something that leads to a job yeah rather than an end in itself yeah um yeah, so I don't know if that kind of plays into it if we kind of need to change the perception of what education is,
1: yeah, and you think we think there's start there' on there's a starting point of a what well, a ninth Nine thousand pound a year debt straight away it doesn't help, which is yeah, a massive yeah. increase from I don't know when did they bring it five years ago or whatever yeah. it was they brought in. That's a, that's that's a huge stress and strain, mm-hmm. um, and that future of I'm not going to be able to pay that off, yeah, for however many years. And
0: I think yeah, as well. Like I think there's more and more people actually going to, to university in there, and then I imagine that's a strain on on their support systems, strain on what they can do for. Um, Getting them to find, you know, see see people when when they need help, and obviously you know when there's more and more people j- joining, you've got to look after more. That's, that's just a basic kind of yeah. Thing. I I,
2: I, kn- I know some people who um who work at the University of Leeds actually, and they do have really good uh, support networks. Yeah, they but they they were saying that the the increase in demand is is getting you know to breaking point. I think um, mm-hmm. they'd be able to speak better than me on it, but. Yeah, I just I don't. It's hard to to see what's currently going wrong on campus. So things like mentality and things like that could help with their societies and things. We can promote better mental health in yeah in um in everyone. But yeah,
1: and there could be wider systems issues. So we it could be that actually those sports services in the universities in the in the student medical practice as an example, the GPs, they're saying yeah we're referring in. Um, but maybe the, the length of time for response or that immediate response, or is or is actually the service they're
2: re- referring to the correct source, the resource, or the right resource, and all that can add to it as well. And does all this tie up with your role then in, in as mental health in community? Is it kind of bridging the gaps where...
1: Yes, well, so partly, so my role is the services I oversee, they are for what we say is severe and enduring mental health needs. Um, so if we say it's, it can start low, moderate to severe and enduring they're not always the best measures but that's how it can be with it so there is a responsibility for us but there's also a responsibility for us to make sure we're getting our assessments right and we're getting to see and we're signposting people and doing our assessment and saying right actually there's some really good third sector services out there our voluntary sector in leeds is fantastic mm. and actually saying okay we might not be able to provide this but here's another service is fantastic or actually we can help you alongside your university maybe university counsellor or wellbeing practitioner or and it's about how we work as a wider system as well.
0: And would they come to you through like a, a normal service, like a GP or, or after being in a hospital or something like that? Yeah.
1: So we can get referrals through um, GPs and number of other sources uh, might be through hospitals, might be put through third sector or a single point of access. Um, but there's um, I also wanted to take the opportunity to promote There's a website. It's not, it's not, our NHS website. So it's not our my organisation's website, but it is for the city of Leeds, which is called Mindwell. And for the younger generation, it's Mindmate. Really, really good, continually developing with more um, information on there. But if, if someone does want to, some information, or I've noticed my friend or, or in yourself, they've noticed something, you can go onto the website. There's a load of information on there. It's got our service
2: information there, but it's also got all the other information. some real, It's really, really useful to know. Um, yeah definitely because one of the things i was going to ask you actually if if i'm someone listening to this podcast now and maybe i'm not at crisis point but i'm not feeling great i'm noticing things are they these are sort of places you'd, you'd signpost people towards yeah so. yeah
1: absolutely um definitely speak to gp mm. if you can speak to your general practitioner um or in, even in the first steps if people don't want to go and speak to the, G, the, the general practitioner speak to your friend or someone you know or someone that you feel that you can trust and that's why these campaigns that are around talking are really, really important. There is yeah, also yeah. the element that that your your friend is is going to be there to listen as well.
2: Mm. Yeah, it's a crucial part of it, listening. Um. So, thinking about um, thinking about that 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 kind of side, you get a lot right. Sometimes you've been on Q and A panels with me, and sometimes some of the feedback does say, oh, "Okay, well, it's all very good going to your GP, but you know the waiting list for." cbt therapy is is nine months um in that kind of that gap that nine month is there other places you can push people towards or you suggest or or is there ways you guys are trying to work to bring those things down or
1: yeah so what i've seen a number of services do is they will they will point out or hand out or give self some self-help guidance waiting lists are the last thing we ever want ever yeah um and unfortunately there are parts of the NHS system where we do have those waiting lists, but yeah, so it's through self-help. But if there is someone where we can see potentially that their mental health is, is getting worse or could be getting worse, then those individuals should have plans. Look, like if you're noticing things getting worse, get in contact with us, this is what we need to do now and yeah. just to try and work on that. But yeah, it's, there's a lot of hard work going in I'm not mm. just saying that there's a lot of hard work going in to try and get any of the waiting lists down and to try and think of new ways to be able to support individuals. Because as more and more people are talking about it, which is yeah. a good thing, the increase in referrals and yeah, the definitely. need for support is going to go up and does go mm. up.
2: Mm. And if people are on waiting lists, there are other resources they can go to, like places like Andy's Man Club, which yeah, we talked exactly. about before. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, absolutely. There does seem to be a shift for the good in that respect.
0: Yeah. Do you want to touch a little bit on your own inspiration for becoming a, a mental health nurse as well, Joyce Is there anything mm. that
2: yeah so um
1: my the reason I got into it was i was I was at school uh, I was just i think I was around twelve thirteen and my mum was diagnosed uh, yeah with schizoaffective disorder, and the right. way I describe that is it's a psychotic illness with mood disorder within it so um, yeah and went through school, I saw some things and supported my mum with some things that I wouldn't want anybody. To have to witness and go mm. through, but I know it happens a lot. Carers, are carers are so important. I become a child carer. I didn't realise at the time. Yeah. And then it was just as I was going looking at my university options, and I was I was all for doing sports science. Love sport. That was what I was going to do. My teacher turned around and said, "Do you want to do that?" Or I can see that you're really good at this. So why don't you apply to become a mental health nurse? And that's yeah. what I did. And that's how I come I got into it. And it was the best decision I ever made. And for me, being a man, we don't always associate with being a nurse because yeah. historically, nurses are it's seen as a what's previously a female dominant yeah. profession yeah. but it's the best thing I've ever done
2: wow I can imagine it's one of those jobs which is incredibly rewarding but also incredibly challenging and yeah um yeah it always makes you think that as a society we always um you know put certain people up in the media and there are genuinely like real heroes out there doing really important work um and my grandma's schizophrenia I remember visiting her in in um some of the institutions and. You, the people who work there I thought they don't get the thanks that they deserve for that at all as a society so yeah it's great you do that, that work man it's it is really inspirational
1: but I, I see it when I like, like if I've watched some of the ambulance programs and things like that I'm just like look at what they do like yeah. saving people's lives directly with physical care straight away there at that point it's it's and that's where people do in the NHS get re- their rewards
0: mm. um,
1: really funny story when I was on the operating table a couple of weeks ago the um, theatre nurse turned over to me and we were talking about things, I said, oh yeah, I work in the NHS, I'm a mental health nurse. He goes, oh, I thought I thought you looked overworked and underpaid. Uh. And it's like it's ongoing <laughs> joke. But actually, you don't go into the NHS, or I didn't, I don't go into the NHS to make lots and lots of money. Mm. You actually do it because there's a real caring element into it. And that's where our staff, that's where our
2: nurses and our occupational therapists and psychologists, doctors, all get that. Yeah, you get a real kind of first-hand look at what society is struggling with being in the NHS, and on your side of it, in the mental health side, is there any areas which it's changed in your time there? Are there some things I think we've done really well at that? Like this is on the decline and some areas we're like, at the moment, maybe things to do with social media, or anything's on the rise or are there trends you can point out?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's been really hard to look at some of the trends. I think what we what we have done well is it wasn't that long ago that we had asylums. So to move from asylums to... Uh, more community-based and there will be some disagreements with some of the hospital bed pressures that we have but actually people not being locked away in institutions for the rest of their life and all, or for a period of long, that's a real, that's a real good thing. So there's a lot of management
0: that. around them not having to go to asylums and they can go out and live a life then.
1: There was a big step change uh, many years ago. And it was, it, it felt a little bit unplanned. Just looking back on the history, I didn't work in services then when that shift happened. But mm. there was this actually, yeah, why we don't want people in hospital. We want people to be at home with families, friends, mm. their loved ones and everything like that. And that should always be our aim and our goal. It that doesn't work for everyone. There yeah. are there are still populations of people who still do require that longer term care and longer term intervention. But um yeah, so that's one of the things I think step forwards. But it's a real unique thing, I think, with mental health. It runs through absolutely everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Um
0: <laughs> that coffee
1: machine's
2: gone. <laughs> that's the rest of my know. coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's coming out now. <laughs> yeah.
0: I forgot what you said there. So, but yeah, it's but
1: so more than modern things that we've got to catch up with is, yeah, is yeah. things around social media. When it's, we've done some of those panels, that was one of the things that really stood out for me with the younger people that we yeah, saw on the were panels. all
2: pointing out things that yeah. they noticed um, that perhaps you know we notice things and everyone knows they might use their phone too much, but they were talking about quite you know severe issues arising out of Instagram and yeah. stuff like that, and body image and self harm and things they see. And I guess the NHS, it must be really hard. I don't even know if it's part of their remit, but. Do you guys try and look to the future to oh, how these issues might be occurring? Or is it always a case of we're reacting to what society is giving? Is is there areas where people are projecting potential problems? That or- comes
1: with pockets of where some of our clinicians, some of our nurses, doctors are really, really good at looking at the research that's out there and having to keep on top of that. But how how we do that as a massive organisation mm. or, or group of organisations, the NHS is one of the most complicated setups, I think, in terms of organisation, because we're all Individual, but then we're not, we're part of a bigger um organization, I'd say. So it's really hard to kind of predict some of that. So it feels very reactive, but I'd say we all want to be less, we don't want to be reactive, we want to be prefer- prepared for these. Yeah. But it's things like technology. We, as a society, we're not prepared for how quickly that changes and the pace of. And no one really knows,
2: no. right? you don't really know the differences it makes until maybe 20 years when that's it no one has an attention span <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It yeah. is it
0: so. is zero attention span yeah yeah I were, um I were, this is a bit off topic maybe but i was at um a rugby league festival the other day for like under 11s 12s and 13s at unsluck warriors and um i was basically handing out trophies and and presenting awards and stuff like that and then the winning team came up um and there was there were two there were two or three times that this happened where Alex Simmons had given Mike, uh, but the winning team came up and um, they'd have the trophy presented to him and they'd have a team photo and stuff and you know looked relatively happy. I don't know might have been a bit nervous about going up on stage and stuff, but one of the lads got the mic and said, "Follow me on Instagram at." I was <laughs> <laughs> <underscore>. oh, <hey. laughs> yeah. Wow, I'm just how thinking, old? When I'm going, you know, if you're yeah. going up as a team to get a yeah, trophy, yeah. yeah. There's, the last thing you think about is his persona on online on that you've got to keep keep up. You're wow. in, you know, you're in their team and you're, you're having a laugh, and I'm just like, whew, you know, there's, it's this about under elevens, under twelves. Get me on my personal
2: website. Yeah. W- yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I so, saw
1: I saw something the other day. It was on um, it was on a BBC around parkour, a group of people. It was around yeah, train yeah. surfing, and but it was this this need to ever increase. And it was just all advertising on YouTube for this, in, for the individual. And for they'd had, they even touched on it. They had their own struggles following yeah. the death of a, of a friend, but it was this follow me on such and such and tune in to the next episode. And it was like, but they're doing very dangerous and scary things, but they've got their reasons for doing it. And it was just this need to be famous on YouTube or whatever that. Yeah. The is for
0: that. Yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, you know, you're, you're in this, you're in this mode or you're in, you're playing the games and you win a trophy and stuff. Just look after that bit now. Don't yeah. I, I don't mm-hmm.
2: know. Yeah. It is, I don't want to sound like that person is always complaining about, uh, technology or things like that. Cause I think, I think the opposite, I think technology and progress are amazing. Yeah. You know, mm. we all live longer. The NHS is constantly uh, getting new and better ways at dealing with the ailments and illnesses we face. So, you know, the, the march of progress is, is in the right direction. But there are often subtle things and things which, you know, we just don't know how it's going to go. And just intuitively, my gut reaction says that there are definitely issues with social media. And there are some studies to show some of these things. Um, But when you just hear things like that, it just doesn't sound healthy, how often it takes you out of the moment. Um, Yeah, it just makes me uncomfortable hearing things like that and thinking about young people and how their minds are so malleable at that age and worrying about how they might appear on Instagram. It's hard enough worrying about, you know, how you appear in school when you're 12, yeah. 13 years yeah, old and yeah. then having to worry about your, your follows. And yeah, we spoke about a lot about that on the last podcast and we? we keep coming back to it. I oh keep
0: turning no, right? the conversation to it, but yeah. If you have any uh, comments, tweet us. Ah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Follow me on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. like constant convo. Yeah. Please follow. Yeah. Just yeah. keep following. Yeah. yeah. Do follow us. So.
1: <laughs> but that just shows you how, how, how out there, how relevant it is like to now and how dominant it is.
2: Mm
0: is is changing I think there's a Simon Sinek quote on it and it says it's like um, it's just similar to getting a, an alcoholic and just showing him the you know the the um, the, the drinks cabinet and just letting him loose like for, for teenagers for people a little bit younger just people getting addicted to it and they're just, yeah, you know, just giving them it definitely. and they're going well, we don't know what, what cause or what effects it's got um on their life and and, and and their immediate surroundings so because you just give them it and you're not limiting it, it at all but it's, uh, it's it's something to think about I reckon it's something to think about
2: is there just is there any banter between the Rhinos players ever who who is more and less followers or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah is there ever like oh well you've only got no, 13,000 no. So I think
0: if you said that I think uh, well this is at Rhinos I think if you said that it, you'd go what are you on about why, why are you bothered about that but you do go and change rooms and then it's just like people just on the phones. Yeah, just yeah, like, Just like head down and looking on the phones.
2: Do you ever get no phones enforced? Because I remember the one of the things that came out of the England camp, you know, is how Southgate's trying to change the feeling. Mm. And one of the areas is that no one brought the phones to, to lunch or dinner. And he said that they didn't actually impose that, but the players thought it was a good thing. Um, and I thought it did sound like a good thing, right? Like I think people should do that anyway, but... The fact they all kind of decided no no phones when we're when we're at dinner is good is there is there stuff like that yeah well we've,
0: we've we've kind of brought in now um in the change rooms like don't use your phone in the change rooms um so it's it's a lot better now uh and there's always been rules not to take your phone out in the physio room or upstairs when you know going into meetings and stuff so it's good for that we are getting better and um that's just more to for a team culture really more yeah. than anything you know you're gonna. You have to speak to teammates once in a while. You know, so yeah. it's, it's one of, them, one of yeah. them things. um But we're getting there. We're getting a little bit better.
2: And I think most people generally are getting a little bit more conscious of it now. There seems yeah. to be a little bit more people are like actually, I want a digital detox or ten mm-hmm. day silent retreat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He loves um, a sound he does Yeah, yeah. He he does that, happen, I do the yeah. odd one. Yeah. Uh, I got. I got you on one for a day. Did you? Oh, did you it? did, yeah, yeah.
0: Did you know about it? I did it and, uh, I don't know, too much, too much silence for me. Well,
2: it was... Uh, I'd go mal. It was around the time of I was after a concussion, I think. Oh, yeah, it might have been, yeah. So it yeah, wasn't it was. like...
0: Uh, so I had other other issues, uh, yeah. The concussion's another issue altogether. <laughs> yeah. so,
1: so you got him to go on a silent retreat whilst he had concussion? Yes, I did, yeah. So That's... he probably isn't aware. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, yeah, you
0: might think, not be aware. I think that was... Uh, <laughs> some made it a little bit worse no, actually. I think
2: meditations can be good for it yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it is
0: actually good for it the yeah.
2: um, neurologist
0: speaking to the neurologist um, asking what stuff were good for it but I said oh meditation is that any good and he's like yes fantastic for it fantastic for it so I'm like well so I smashed that I started smashing that um, like every day 10-15 minutes um, and whether whether it did have a massive effect on it and make it better we won't know but definitely feel like it would getting a little bit sharper and a little bit more um, aware of what was going on um, but yeah that now I'm on the other side of it I was speaking to you before Joe it's just uh, a lot easier a lot easier to navigate around when you when you start coming back together
2: so this is being recorded um, a couple of days before the London yeah. Broncos game and you yeah. should be you're over the concussion yeah, now would you say so we're over
0: yeah. it for a bit i had to get i had to have a bit of time away from the game or a bit of time off not playing um so i had, i think this is 3 weeks that i've not played now um but i've started coming back into doing contact started started doing more skills with the boys and um i think it's it's a, the time away is really good for not being stressed that you're not being involved, you know, not playing and because that's half of it, you get stressed because your head's not right and you, mm. you know, you, you get you get a little bit frustrated with that. So I had to step away from it and, and come back. Um, it just feels mild better for it. Just it allowed a lot of space to, to kind of come back into things and, and do things for what I was used to again. So, you've,
2: um, you've had a concussion as well, Joe, from that yeah, before. And it's it's a really weird thing to go through, Really, isn't it? really, Anyone weird. who hasn't had it, it's just like, the way you experience the world, it just gets shaken up and reset one day and then mm-hmm. you have to rewire it all and figure it all out again. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I remember when it instantly happened, the colours
1: changed. Um, I, I describe it as the world just turned upside down in my vision, um, but it was, it was weeks and weeks of feeling cloudy and noticing my moods were all over the place, mm-hmm. up and down. Um, and I felt like a real blunted effect at times. I couldn't recognise certain people and it was really... Yeah. And the, it was from an injury when I was, he was playing rugby and the person got sent off for for what he did and he was back after two weeks and I'm six weeks still out and it just, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a horrible, it's the worst injury I've ever had I've ever had and that's coming from me who's broken a few bones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's
2: just a, a, different, it's a different type, isn't it? Because it's not, it's invisible to everyone else and sometimes mm. you start questioning yourself yeah. uh, and it can drive you a bit mad if you start overthinking yeah. it and yeah. That's, um, yeah, that's something I said to um, Yorkshire Post
0: over there. Said, like, for whatever injuries I've had before, I will rely on my head to to stay calm, to you know, to keep planning, planning goals, and keep you know, keep above water with it all, really, and uh, stay composed with it. But when it's your head that's injured, it's like. What do you do there? Because it's affecting
2: your thinking. It's yeah. affecting your moods. Well, you're in your head every day. It's how you perceive the world. Exactly. So yeah. If that's what's playing off, it's yeah.
0: Yeah. So it was a stressful situation. And of course, when when boys are, you know, when we're not getting the results, and I've, you know, come out of the team at a, a really pivotal time for you know trying not to get into the middle eight, trying to you know keep above the eight. It's uh, it was a, it, it was a really unfortunate time. Um, but one thing I, I will do now is just treat it with more regard I think uh, you know from the first initial knock I was uh, didn't treat it with the, the the kind of importance that it needed because I was trying to come back the next week but it turns out you know I needed a lot longer off to to get it right um, and to take a positive out of it it's it's that you know hopefully people listening to it and teammates and and, and kind of the rugby league might you know look at it keep continue to to kind of look at it and more more importance and, and more regard and that, that matter as well it's going in the right direction is yeah it?
1: definitely and it's also it's around the long-term effects which obviously we can't see now and it, yet yeah, mm. it's important that you back you get back playing and, and and you'll want to get back playing but actually the the, the real importance is is the long term mm. um you don't want to be regretting in in a few years time that oh, yeah. just if i'd have had just a few more weeks off or you've got to be right you've
2: got to be and right. and i think even as a you want to be back playing when you're at your best. If you've got a concussion, I think I, I remember I noticed I was much more clumsy and things like that. And But when you're 100% back, you're going to be a better version of yourself. So it's in everyone's interest to make sure people kind of fully mm. recover and come back healthy and then stay healthy. Definitely. Um, yeah. So, yeah, long may that kind of continue. And it seems like the RFL are getting a lot better and other sports. And- yeah, definitely it's in the press a lot NFL was there's been loads around it yeah loads
1: and the testing they're doing all around that and they've got some real they've done some real long-term studies around some of that and but yeah it's they're getting better and better and better I mean you just think about the video access now that they can have to check okay did someone I mentioned before before we come on the podcast around the George North and that that for me was where I really started to know them stepping it up and having a look because he had some terrible injuries and Mm. yeah um, and as rugby players or sports people we just want to get up we want to carry on and we don't realize at that point so it takes someone else taking it off your hands to say no you've got to come off now
2: yeah that's the key part you have to take it out of the athlete's hands yeah. because they will always want to play and yeah um yeah
0: there's something Alan Sher has done on concussion I think he's done a video or, or a documentary yeah. on it I've not seen it I've not seen it yet so. in, in football like in football yeah, yeah yeah in football yeah because they were I think they were, I think he'd mentioned it at World Cup and um, he just mentioned, you know, that it's becoming a factor in, in football and stuff, and people need to look after themselves. And Gary Lineker like had a joke, and then I just went back to him and went, "No, no, it's actually serious." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he went, "Oh, all right, Alan." But yeah. right. <laughs>
2: well, I did see something around the the ex- the amount of times they head the ball. It might sound silly, but they, it does lead to it can lead to some long term um, issues. Apparently. Yeah, like yeah, it's They've
1: spoken about it being um, for youngsters. At yeah, a certain yeah. age, not to head a head a ball at all. Well, for people yeah. who, who train, play football, they'd be like, "How can you not learn yeah, how to head a football?" Yeah. But it's the, again, it's that real importance of the long term effects of repeatedly. Anyone who did football. play
2: football with me would know I wouldn't have that problem. Because yeah, I'm the same. I couldn't yeah. head a football to save my life. Um, <laughs> just chest it. Just I used, chest you used it. To just kill it dead in the chest and, and play it on without <laughs> it bouncing it ups, or something. Yeah. So. <laughs> Good on.
0: Yeah. Class.
2: Cool. Um, are there any sort of things like we mentioned meditation? Right, it's a tool. I. I found amazing, life changing, and I know Steve's doing a bit of it and stuff. And um, are there any areas? Is that an area you guys like look at? Yeah, research really, around that. Yeah, Do you guys so push it describing mindfulness. Yeah, yeah, that's that's becoming more and more
1: popular. And mm. it was a thing. I mean, I run them not very often, but it was mindful groups in terms of some of our service, some of our acute services. Actually, we even run some mindfulness sessions, and that continues now but also the staff have recognized for their own well-being, So now there are staff sessions where they'll take, really take good. a bit of yeah, time. Yeah. out. that's really, really good. Yeah. That actually they're thinking, okay, this isn't just for those who access our services. This is for ourselves and is really, really helpful. So it's becoming more and more. We've got some people who are really, really keen on it. People like anything. Some people say, ah, oh, that's not for me. Fine. Um, but, and we have people just try it. Oh, I just want to see what it's like. So, but yeah, it's, it's becoming more and more and, and with a real
0: emphasis on how important it is. Mm.
1: Um,
0: I think I think that's important like you know some people mindfulness meditation in you know there's other ways to do some sort of mindful action you don't have to just sit down and keep coming back to your breath like people might want to go do archery they might want to go for a walk where they leave the phone at home and just taking everything and and kind of just have that conscious choice or idea to go do something which you know gets you away from, from what you're normally doing, you know, to and in and doing all that stuff. So, you know, that's probably a big thing and a big message really, where, mm. which, which comes from mentality as well from what we've gathered over the last couple of years or whatever to, to go and do and to, to go and pursue really and, and involve in your life. It's another
1: yeah. tool in your toolbox.
0: That, exactly. That's the key yeah. thing. It's about yeah.
1: building that toolbox up, whether it's information, whether it's things like mindfulness or yeah. meditation or, you know? Mm. What I'm, what tools have you acquired in your toolbox over the, over the years then? Or? Yeah. I, I describe, I describe sometimes as us as nurses, what we can be like a sponge. Yeah, we, yeah. we we see, we talk, um, some we talk about some really difficult things. We see some really, really difficult things and we feel like a sponge. We like people offload with us and, mm. and it's about us having, making sure that we've got our space, or our colleagues are there to support. So if someone's been through a difficult um, visit or they're going through a difficult time themselves outside of work, inside of work that they have someone that they can talk to in space. And that's been really, really helpful. So if someone's had a, an incident happened about making sure, especially as me as a manager, that they're getting the right support that they've had that time to talk and that they're not actually just thrown back in to say, Right. Okay. You've got another three visits that you must do. That's all yeah. off the hands mm. and that they've got that time to, talk through it as well and reflect on it. Reflection for me is, is really, really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's done, should be done at an individual's own pace, but yeah, going back over things, if it's too traumatic, fine, that's done. We've got professionals out there can help mm. some of that, but yeah, just making sure that I reflect over it. Cause people are left with bits of an event that happened and those bits
2: can really affect them. And if you, um, obviously you don't have to go into detail about anything, but you obviously must've come across some pretty, harrowing stuff over the years and is there does it ever get easier that side of it or is it you've just become better able to cope
1: yeah I don't think we're never the, the thing is what we do in healthcare and it's it's heard about quite a bit is is we because we care about others we don't care about we we find that we put other people first mm. and actually that, that care and about ourselves so we are no what we it's, it's this sense of it won't, it's not that even that it won't happen to us. Cause I think we recognize it can happen to us and does happen to us. It's just, we put it to the back cause we need to help others. Yeah. So that's been something that that's is really key is that we never, it makes us resilient in some ways, but like anything in daily life, something could happen and we might not be resilient to that at all. And it might be a new experience, might be the same experience, but because we've gone through it before it has, it has that impact. It might bring back some really bad memories, some traumatic memories or, can really affect us. So it's never that we are, because we're in, we work in mental health that actually it makes us immune or much stronger. It doesn't, it, it doesn't, it's just we have a an awareness of
2: maybe something, why something might be happening or being able to get to why it's happened. Yeah, I mean, everyone has mental health. Absolutely. They? It's the same as physical health. Absolutely. You yeah. know, you can be zero or 10 on both mental or physical health. And Definitely. You mm-hmm. can move along that slide and it's about doing the right things to keep you at the right end of it. Yeah. Um, but life can sometimes give you things where you know the unexpected that's how you recover from those and
1: um one thing i'm I'm really keen on is that we also focus on the positives we do it a lot don't we in life we will focus on the negatives but actually some of the really good things that happen within our teams that we 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 make sure we promote that and say hey you did a really good job today Mm. and and something that that kind of happened when i did my own running challenge was people were just messaging me saying i'm putting on Twitter or really proud of what you've done and what mm. you're doing and this word proud and obviously you heard it before but I'm really keen that we we do that more actually someone yeah. might have just done a, a really tricky thing or uh, done a good visit and I'll tell you what I'm really proud of how you took that on
2: just yeah. looking after each other yeah. and
1: being more positive with each other mm. do, do you want to
2: talk about some of the challenges you've done because from what I've known you, you you do do some crazy things
1: yeah <laughs> um. Yeah, so for anybody to listen to this who knows me, they'll be like, well, I'm surprised he didn't talk about this at minute one. Yeah. Um, we'll,
0: we'll, can we clip can that we put that put back to, back the to the first yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't. No,
1: no. Because no. <laughs> be like, it didn't take him long to talk about it. So yeah, um, yeah, in 2017, last year, I, I ran to London from Leeds. And that was all with the concept. Uh, and I did that. In, I did it nine days to get to London. And then I did the Mar- London Marathon on day 10. Which what? was brilliant because just it, was, relax. This thing, yeah, it a just cool down at yeah. 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 The, do the end. Yeah. 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 Um, but that was all about raising money for the charity Rethink Mental Illness because they provide uh, mental health first aid training. So my the concept was whatever money I raised and they agreed to do it was whatever money I raised would go into groups, um, organizations, companies, deliver it to different departments, and then my my thinking was if that department has it, sees what it is they will then, other departments will get it and it'll go around because I heard this story of um, someone who walked in the office and they walked in and their colleague walked in and they said, oh, I think, have you heard about such and such? I think they've got depression and like whispering it and everything. If someone's got a broken hand, they're all, yeah, coming, yeah. you know, they'll come up and say, oh, you've got a broken hand. And and it was all about, we need to move. That is where the stigma conversation comes in and we don't feel comfortable. Can we say those things? Am I going to upset that person? And I want us to just feel hundred percent comfortable mm. with being able to talk about things mm. as we, as we do with maybe diabetes a bit more, mm. more than ever. And and cancers becoming how we can have that conversation. And yeah. So the concept was whatever money I raised. So I may raise 9,000 pounds by doing that. And then that went off to rethink mental illness to pay for the training. Amazing man. So, um, I was preparing for another one. I was preparing for another one, which was being delayed this year, it was going to be September of this year. But again, I've got an ongoing knee injury. Where which would was this something...
2: one Moscow? I think yeah, there. no, this <laughs> one was going to be,
1: and I am I'm, I'm, I, really want to do it one day, but it was going to do the National Three Peaks to run between, to run up and down them and run between them. And I wanted to do it in 14 days. It's only ever been done once before, and that was Ben Nevis down to Snowdon, but I wanted to do it the other way around. Yeah. And that all that money was raised, was for
2: I wanted it to be for Andy's Man Club yeah well, um and that's something you're still planning on doing this aren't you so yeah, as I'm soon really as you do send do us the um details and we'll tweet yeah. them all out and, yeah yeah definitely because
1: yeah. i already started to raise some money obviously um through the life and soul great yeah, yeah and collecting so what i've done is i've changed my fundraising page into more of a collective so people i've got colleagues who, who are wanting to do things like pretty mudder and tough mudder and i've said like okay we'll continue to collect this for andy's man club because Yeah, I'm a big supporter. I've got no affiliation with them, but I'm a massive supporter for what they've done. Really believe in it. And um, now we've got one in Leeds. It'd be great to see them all across the country.
2: Yeah, yeah. I met a couple of the guys from a performance of Life and Soul recently. Leeds Brevement Forum. Um, So yeah, we need to have a chat with them at some point. They're doing amazing things. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So yeah, the more and more I can we can link them up and that'd be amazing because mm. what they're doing is incredible. Yeah.
2: And just uh, on the run, when you got to do the marathon, were you well smug? Was like, is it you just doing the marathon today? Or? Cause I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just Are ran nervous? From, yeah. so how did you, did you get here? Cause I, uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, like, no, like, I actually had
1: that conversation, not in a brag, bragging sense, but we were talking about running and everything. And someone had just done one the day before. I said, Oh yeah, I've done it. And I've been, yeah, I, have yeah, done, done, nine, just yeah. done nine. but uh, <laughs> yeah. it was the best experience yeah, yeah. That I could have ever, and I wasn't into running before. I, I played rugby, so I I'm never said
0: how much training did you do for it. Oh. So
1: yeah, I did a lot. So I started, well, I started just thinking about it six months before actually getting into well, actually starting to do the running properly. Um, but I managed to get up into my training. I did 125 miles, 120 miles. It was over five days. So that was a, I had a week of just running, and I think about it now. There's no way I could do that now, <sighs> but yeah, uh, that's a lot. that. Yeah, and just all the. Just as an experience, it was really weird. Things like, just, I always said this quite randomly. For some reason, I wanted to be in the middle of nowhere in like Leicestershire. I've never been to Leicester. Mm, I've driven through it or whatever. And there was a moment where I was just in the middle of this, across this field in the middle of nowhere thinking, this is the most bizarre but amazing thing I've ever done. Just me and my backpack (laughs) all the way to London.
2: How Uh, many bars of... energy yeah it in that I, backpack like, yeah it
1: was great because all the support i had were people from him so the physio was from my organization one of the dietitians from where we work um she helped me out so she'd become my yeah. nutritionist to help me and she'd help me work out how much i needed to eat but i could eat a lot and it was like the best thing ever like literally <laughs> I would yeah, just eat whatever i want yeah
2: what you eat in the evenings just anything and everything Every,
1: Anything and everything i remember going to where was i, I was in luton and i just went to domino's got massive large pizza two starters two desserts yeah. i remember just sitting there and the guys just looking at me behind the counter like what's happening here and i was just <laughs> yeah. like it was the best thing like, in the
2: running gear still we just yeah, run I down, actually, yeah. where were running <laughs> gear, so i had it on like all
1: the time where have you
2: know. run from mate just around the corner leeds yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. someone actually leeds. yeah it was in
1: Luton. The, the guy come out he said oh are you doing the marathon tomorrow i said yeah, yeah. he goes where you come from I said i'll just run from leeds He come out and gave me a massive hug this guy <laughs> yeah. behind the counter in this whole this this BB that I was staying in. Oh, that's, that's Yeah, amazing. So it was a, an amazing experience. Yeah. Yeah, you can't do that every week though, can you? No.
2: No, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. I can't do rugby either though, clearly. Oh. It's my broken hand. Um, one time. of the other things I wanted to chat to you about briefly was, uh, you had a link with Leeds United you mentioned last time I met you. Is that?
1: Yeah, so from what, what Leeds United are linked in, they've been really supportive of, there's a, there's a group running, mm. um, one of our, Team members in one of our community mental health teams in the south of the city set up this men's football group um, for those who access our services. And it's, it's been really, really good. And Leeds United have been really supportive of that and actually helping out. And now there's some more conversations. They've got a, a new director in there to look at health and well being, And the way I've, I've heard about it is that they're really looking on mental health and physical health as a whole and looking at how they can linking with the community better and for really? me that's amazing yeah. to have them focusing in on mental health and looking at it as a whole is is amazing it's gonna be really really powerful and really really strong so i'm really keen that we tie in with them really really keen so we've had some some early early discussions taking place and hopefully we're gonna have some more fairly soon was um, there the
2: talk of a, a center or a place a physical place or
1: yeah, that's been, that's been thought of. Mm. I don't know how far it's got to, but I think of, if we think of their whether it's Ellen road or whether it's up at the training ground or anything like that, we've got our services linked close by. It'd be great to link up with them and,
2: and be able to see it as a, as a mm. combined. Cause, um, I think the Rhinos are a great asset to the city of Leeds in the sense that their foundation has been mm. doing amazing work. Yeah, it'd
0: be massive Travel Leeds United. Yeah, you know. I've,
2: I've always think Leeds United kind of are in their shadow a bit when it comes to the community mm. side of stuff, but hopefully that might be changing. Yeah, yeah. and I think, I, I think
1: of f- football clubs, professional rugby clubs, it must get asked by so many different organisations mm. and groups because of, of the reach that they have yeah. to do it. But um, something but I could with mental health and how, how publicised mental health has been over the past couple of years is yeah. it's incredible it's amazing yeah. so for, to have someone like Leeds United and to continue what Leeds Rhinos are doing is
0: yeah we're, we're doing a we're doing something with um Rhinos Foundation actually it's uh it's going to be quite good we're going around 36 uh, community clubs amateur clubs um, and we're doing mental health first aid awareness yeah. Yeah. Um, across all them for coaches and parents yeah. Um, so we're running that, you know, in conjunction with uh, Rhino's foundation. And then the phase two is going to be like character development uh, for, for some of the players that I think are trying to make it or, you know, they, they, they're looking to make it as a professional and, and kind of give them different avenues and and, and a bit, bit of a resilience kind of message really because, you know, a lot of them don't end up making it and... Um, I think some knowledge and kind of lessons and and awareness around the fact that they're going to have to work really, really hard to make it. But then if they don't make it, they're still going to have to work really, really hard for, for what they, what they are as a person, what they do. So, you know, that's going to be a really big message. I think that that we're going to try and carry across to, to some of the young lads that are are coming up through ranks.
1: Yeah, that's brilliant. It is. It's on a lot of the shirts I'm seeing. I'm seeing the Andy's Mag Club signal. Yeah. Sign on those shirts. Absolutely brilliant. Even at my own club. They've got it on there. I've seen the posters on the wall, and yeah, and a, a few of my a few of my players have been friends, and they've they've, they've lost friends recently. Um, someone I, I I play rugby with, he's just lost his friend. He's just done a fundraising event in mm. South Leeds, and it went down really, really well. He went, he raised lots and lots of money, but the raw emotion mm. is there still. But yeah. it was just a great thing to see.
2: Yeah, it's, it's a it's a kind of a double edged sword, isn't it? It's so sad that someone. You know, still suffering and has passed away, mm. um and that it still happens. But it is really good that there's far more and more people talking about it, and awareness and money being raised coming and, out to do something. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. And like, hopefully, we've had some good discussions as mentality with some people about mm. rolling out some things, and yeah, hopefully, we've got some exciting things which can tie up with some of this. Um, yeah, definitely. Just as a kind of yeah, closing thing, Joe. There any like have you got any top tips or anything like that or um, any things you, you point people towards? I know I made a few notes so Mindwell was one you mentioned yeah, is, is that a, just lead specific? Like that's just lead specific okay. so if
1: you, if you go on a Google so, um, just type in Mindwell leads it's got the resource on there um, the top tips are yeah I, I don't want to be I don't want to be a bit cheesy by saying this because I don't think it is I think it is it is that talking mm, but yeah. also the importance of the listening and as a friend, as a partner, it's, it, it's not easy because I think we think, well, I don't know what to do. I really mm. need to, I need, I should know, or I need the answers or, and actually people do have the answers just being able to listen and talk and just say, I'll tell you what, why don't I kind of put your arm around you, you know, and just say, look, come on, if we want to go to the GP, let's go to the GP together and just be there for each other and look mm. after each other. We, mm. we, we talk about it a lot. Like, I try and be the most positive person I can. When I'm not feeling great myself, uh, my family will turn around and say that I can be really negative and I'm like, oh, mm. I don't realise or I, I can't. Yeah. But it is, it's about someone just bringing you around a little bit and kind of trying to keep that positive focus. And you mentioned before about goals. Mm. That's a really important mm. thing for me. However small those goals are, how important that they're really, really important. Having those goals, something to focus on, something to work towards. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I've, I've just done something with some friends and I, I think it's something I'm going gonna, gonna to keep doing, but we all set kind of goals we wanted to achieve by the time we turned 30. Um, you know, we was a little kind of financial penalty for everyone you didn't. I went to a group holiday pot and just having things like that that incentivise you is, it, there's loads of times where I, I was having to go to like a Muay Thai class or do something that I just didn't, at the time I didn't want to, but I was really glad I kind of was forced because I had it down in paper as a goal. And yeah, it is, again, it sounds quite trivial, but writing it down and things like that, but it does help, I think. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And I don't know if you've seen on the news. There's been people. Some people. There was, there was a lady, a young lady, I think, put um, sticky notes and notes on
2: bridges. Yeah, I've heard about it like... and it's saved some people. Yeah, off.
1: there's something about that that point where people. That's it. They've lost. They've lost. They've lost that insight. That's it. They've gone They're in in their thinking. That's it. They've got nothing left, or they've mm. got no one there for them. It's it's, it's about how we how we put across, and I know it's from my own experiences about making sure that we can just have something in there to to protect us a little bit, to say actually that last little bit of hope or whatever, because it's there yeah. cause n- and tomorrow's another day and tomorrow might be difficult from the day before, but I tell you what, it, you're still here and mm. we can use that and we can build on that and we can work on that and life is tough, mm. but actually life is also incredible if if we can make it and we can get the right support and, And those tough
2: moments, even if they feel like they do, they don't last forever. Even if you really believe, you're listening to this now and you think, no, well, you know, I've been like this for a year and it's never going to pass. There's countless examples of people who've, you know, been there for years and then now completely different people. It all changes. Your brain's malleable. The way you feel is malleable. Um, So yeah, and so some of the points you mentioned there kind of touch upon, it's not always the person who's suffering, but maybe some of the people connected to them can spot some of these things yeah. and put an arm around them and say um, which yeah is also really important because some people are really hard to reach get into negative patterns and they just almost it's very hard for them to help themselves um, so yeah mm. I think it's quite an important takeaway to kind of if you can spot those signs don't be afraid to say can we have a quick chat and and that's where the first day training would be really really important yeah. mental health first day definitely but- yeah just because so, I've I've heard that term used a few times, but I don't actually know. Is it so you kind of you train places and people to have a toolkit of stuff to help people who are in yeah. turmoil and stuff? Joe
0: probably better, but spot the signs and know how to refer yeah. people and manage it. I guess you know, which is that's massive isn't it. It's yeah, something yeah. that's not been done. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You can expand on it, mate. You'll no, be.
1: no, that's that's exactly it. That's the, that's the core foundations of it. It's mm. about people, giving people the signs and just. Uh, just even that intro, in, initial introduction and talking about it is, is is really valuable from people yeah. that I know that have gone on it and, and have gotten, have had it. It's just, Oh yeah, actually maybe that is why that person's responding to that. And actually what I told them was, come on, it'll be fine. Get over it. Yeah. It, it, yeah. A Bit of a blunt example, but it, it's, it's, and I think what's really difficult is, is, is spotting the signs because they can be so different. So mm. if someone with depression, they could be, they could be wanting to sleep all the time. Or they could just not want to sleep all the time. Oh, yeah. or And that's what's really difficult. And that's what's really difficult for people who don't necessarily work in mental health or, or thing. But it'd be surprising what signs, because we know our
2: yeah. friends and what we calling. That, that's, like. that's one area where, which is why I wrote The Life and Soul, was to spot that kind of counterintuitive sign of the guy who's always at the party and wants to keep drinking. Mm. Um, or the girl, you know, someone who just always wants that extra drink and is always a laugh. And you think, and people kind of play it down or make a joke of it. But when the, you know, when the party stops, they're on their own. And sometimes what they're doing is they're constantly running away um, from something that's troubling yeah. them. And then when, you know, the worst happens, you often hear that phrase, oh, they were the life and soul of the party or we couldn't believe it. Um, so yeah, some of the signs can be counterintuitive, can be either re- retreating from the world or maybe running away from things too much by, by taking in drinking or drugs or, or whatever. But yeah.
1: Yeah. And also that if someone's gone for help, could be from services, could be from a friend, and they haven't got what they needed to get out of it, or they didn't get a very positive reaction out of it, that doesn't mean every other reaction that every mm. other opportunity you take or step you take to ask for help, you're gonna get that. Mm. That was just that was that one occasion, shouldn't have happened in that way, could have happened for a number of reasons. But just it's it's about that not
0: giving up. Um yeah. that is resilience, in it really. That is it. resilience, yeah. So that's, what I mean, that's what
2: we're going to try and roll out and, and continue yeah, to a with mentality. So yeah, always, always talk and you think someone's struggling, go and give them a shout and speak to your GP. And in the meantime, if there are waiting lists for CBT, go in places like mind well. And yeah, um, there are loads of places out there. But self-help um, guidance. And yeah. Yeah. That's mm. all on there. So CBT self-help guidance. There's, there's loads of it. There's CBT there. stuff on the NHS yeah, yeah. website, isn't yeah. there? And yeah. Um, yeah, well just again, Joey is, uh, you know, I've spoken to you a few times now and it is always really inspiring seeing someone who's so passionate and works so hard in such an area which is still quite overlooked. Um, I know like the, the funding compared to physical health and mental health is kind of weirdly disproportionate to how much it yeah. affects each other. Like, and we're kind of just finding that all out now. Like we're learning more and more and people are talking more and more. Um, but it's great to see someone who kind of like keeps me inspired by the NHS and all the good things they're doing. So well done thank you uh, thanks for coming on mate no thanks so uh, much for having me on and um, yeah you're going to run home now aren't you (laughs) yeah (laughs) it just runs it just (laughs) runs everywhere now yeah (laughs) spot on cheers Joe no thanks a lot